gold standard. Welcome to the Dr. Hedberg Show for cutting-edge practical health information. For the latest articles, videos, and podcasts, visit drhedberg.com. That's D-R-H-E-D-B-E-R-G.com. The information in this show is intended for educational purposes only. Always consult your healthcare professional before attempting anything recommended in this program. And now, here's Dr. Hedberg. Well, greetings, everyone, and welcome. I'm Dr. Hedberg. This is Functional Medicine Research. And today I'm going to be talking about a study on the paleo diet and iodine deficiency. So, of course, the paleo diet is a very popular diet. It's very effective for a number of chronic illnesses, especially autoimmune diseases like Hashimoto's disease. But the paleo diet is it can be somewhat restrictive, and that can result in deficiencies if the dieter isn't carefully reviewing their food and micronutrient intake. So iodine is one important micronutrient that may become depleted on a paleo diet. And if you're on the autoimmune paleo diet, which is even more restrictive, uh, you can also develop the same deficiency. So this is a really good paper out of Sweden, published in the European Journal of Clinical Nutrition, entitled, A Paleolithic-Type Diet Results in Iodine Deficiency, a Two-Year Randomized Trial in Postmenopausal Obese Women. So let's break this study down. And so again, this is done in Sweden, so the, the diet recommendations are based on the Nordic Nutrition Recommendations, or the NNR. And at least in Sweden, over 50% of iodine intake comes from iodized table salt, followed by dairy and seafood. So, of course, the paleo diet is void of dairy, grains, legumes, sugar, processed oils, and salt. So it removes two important sources of iodine. And the NNR recommends 150 micrograms of iodine per day for healthy thyroid function and just general health. But they do state that 70 micrograms a day, the thyroid can function on an intake that low. So the urinary iodine concentration by spot urine is the recommended way to determine iodine status. At least that's what these authors claim. And however... It's interesting. They First, they state that that's the recommended way, but then they also state after that that the best way to measure iodine status is a 24-hour urinary iodine excretion over multiple days. And that makes the most sense. If you just get a spot urine, that's not really going to give you much information. And so the 24-hour urine, is a it's a decent test. And then if you start adding in days to that, the more days you collect, the more accurate it will be. But we also have to think about uh, practicality whenever we're doing a test. The authors also point out in the paper that those at greatest risk for iodine deficiency are pregnant women, lactating women, and vegans. Uh, the vegan diet can be uh, significantly deficient in iodine as well. So again, this was a randomized controlled trial, and one group followed the paleo diet, 
and the other group followed the NNR-based diet for two years. Urine and blood samples were collected at baseline at six months and at 24 months. And testing included a 24-hour urinary iodine concentration and excretion. And they also checked thyroid hormones, TSH, free T4, and free T3. And so we had 70 postmenopausal women. 74% of them were obese, and the rest were overweight. And 49 subjects ended up completing the study because of the high dropout rate, about a 30% dropout rate. So we had 22 women following the NNR diet and 27 women following the paleo diet. So the women, this was just kind of a, a side effect, but the women following the paleo diet totaled a weight loss of 10.7% compared to 7.7% in the NNR group. And the paleo diet group did develop iodine deficiency, but the NNR group maintained normal iodine status. TSH, free T4, and free T3 levels did not differ between the groups at any time, except for free T3, those levels declined after six months in the paleo diet group. And so the authors conclude that pregnant women should avoid the paleo diet because iodine deficiency can cause impaired brain development of the fetus. So I pointed out earlier, one of the weaknesses of the study is the 30% dropout rate. Usually a high dropout rate really decreases the accuracy of the study. But in, in a diet study, as these authors point out, they don't think that it really affected the results because those who are most likely to adhere to a diet continued in the study, and those less likely to really adhere to it uh, dropped out. So let's just point out some of the important findings here. So it was a, a strong time period. So you had 24 months, and that's definitely adequate to assess a micronutrient deficiency from a diet. A larger group would have been better that would have strengthened the results. Now, the paleo diet group, they did lose more weight. But when you look at the NNR recommendations, you'll see a much higher carbohydrate intake. So they were up to 60% carbs compared to 30% carbs in the paleo diet group. And so since these women were obese or overweight, they're going to be insulin resistant. And when you're insulin resistant, you're just not going to do well on a high carbohydrate intake, and they were up to 60%. And then the paleo diet group also consumed 30% protein compared to just 15% in the NNR group. So the NNR diet recommendations are not really that great for people who are obese or uh, overweight. That's just not, that's not going to do well for someone who's insulin resistant. And so that's why the, uh, the weight loss was much better in the paleo group. I'd like to take a quick moment to make you aware of some important resources that are available to you. The first is to make you aware that I not only see patients in my practice in Asheville, North Carolina, but I also have a virtual practice where I consult with patients worldwide through telehealth. So it doesn't matter where you live in the world, we could consult through our telehealth software. 
The second resource is the resources page on my website where I list all of the supplements and products I use both personally and in my practice. This can be found at drhedberg.com forward slash resources. And the third resource is for healthcare practitioners who want to learn functional medicine or improve their functional medicine skills. I offer online functional medicine courses at the Hedberg Institute, which is my online functional medicine education platform. You can see all the courses I offer at hedberginstitute.com and sign up to watch a sample course video at no charge. That's hedberginstitute.com. And now back to the show. So the decline in free T3 on the paleo diet, that's just due to a lower carbohydrate intake. And that's not necessarily a bad thing as long as the individual isn't developing symptoms of hypothyroidism. So T3 is going to change based on caloric intake and carbohydrate intake. So if you just lower your calories, no matter what you're eating, your T3 levels are going to drop. And if you just lower your carbohydrate intake, so let's say you get on a low-carb diet or a ketogenic diet, your T3 levels are going to drop because the more carbs you eat, the more T3 you're going to make. So TSH and free T4, those levels were stable. So the hypothalamus in the brain was comfortable with the changes in the calories and the carbohydrates. So if you are following a a paleo diet or an autoimmune paleo diet, how should you get your iodine? Well, uh, dairy's out out of the question because that's not on the diet. And so one of the ways to to do it that I recommend is consuming a product that I like. It's called Gourmet Seaweed Seasoning. It's an unrefined Celtic sea salt product from Selena Naturally. And Selena Naturally, they're the group that makes the unrefined Celtic sea salt that you'll find in all the health food stores. And this is basically the, the unrefined sea salt with uh, small amounts of seaweed added to it. And you don't really taste the seaweed when you're eating. It's just really the salt that you're going to taste. And a quarter teaspoon of this has 375 micrograms of iodine. So if you just use a little here and there throughout the week, you'll get uh, enough iodine to maintain healthy thyroid function. And, you know, a lot of people that I've found, because of the internet, of course, are scared of iodine if they have Hashimoto's. And you have to have iodine in your body. You have to consume it. Um, Otherwise, you're going to develop hypothyroidism. It's just going to make your hypothyroidism even worse. So you have to have some. You just don't want excessive amounts. And that means milligram dosing. So 150 micrograms a day of iodine from food or a multiple vitamin, that's going to be fine for people with Hashimoto's. All right. So another thing is, you know, iodized table salt. Yes, it's done well preventing goiters and some iodine deficiency. 
but all it is is sodium chloride. It's not actual salt, and that can result in a number of potentially long-term health issues consuming sodium chloride for long periods of time. So always remember, if, if you're following a, a restrictive diet, a particular diet, it is important to work with a healthcare practitioner who can identify these deficiencies that may arise uh, because, you know, iodine deficiency is going to cause a lot of problems. It can cause hypothyroidism. It can uh, predispose women to breast cancer. So it's just not something to, you know, play around with unsupervised. So I've seen many patients, they come into the practice, they have a lot of micronutrient deficiencies because of restrictive dieting. And of course, they're just unaware of all of the different micronutrients that can become depleted unless you're very carefully reviewing your diet. So I have a link to the study on drhedberg.com if you want to check it out. And I also have a link to the gourmet uh, seaweed seasoning that I like. So I hope this was helpful. Take care, everyone, and I'll talk to you next time. If you enjoy The Dr. Hedberg Show, you can support it by sharing each episode on your social media channels, like Facebook, and by leaving a review on iTunes. Please visit drhedberg.com. That's D-R-H-E-D-B-E-R-G.com to access the show notes and resources for today's episode.